Hello everyone, it's been long awaited, but welcome back to A Girl in Prayer. I'm so happy you all can join me. All glory be to God. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Kamira, and we are going to get into this discussion quickly, but I also want to just say, I have been gone for a couple of weeks. It's only because it was kind of like, I wasn't necessarily giving God the time that he deserved, like, I would record and be in my word at the same time. Of course, I got the knowledge and of course, I got the understanding from it. And it helped me like talking out to other people. But at the same time, it still felt like I was just recording and not really getting into the word. Let's move all of that out the way. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about how God is so personal. Y'all, over the couple of weeks that I missed... I just want to just tell y'all the one-on-one time that I had with God and the mess-ups that I had, but how I swiftly, like, went back to God, ran back to Him. It kind of showed me how He was just so personal that He definitely understood where I was coming from. So, as we know, Jesus was always tempted, right? He got tempted by the devil many times and many times, but guess what He did, y'all? He ran back to God, right? And that's what helped Him always recover from those uh sorry always helped him recover from the temptedness and always helped him um get out of that situation so quickly and i just want to say one thing y'all keep running back to god okay he is not mad at you he is not shaming you he's not calling you any type of names any worldly things that people do on this earth when we mess up y'all already know oh she ain't about worth nothing. She nothing in it. They're going to say all these things. That's not how our God is. And we have to look at him on a different perspective than worldly people. Because I think we tend to kind of relate how he feel about our mess ups to the people of this earth. Like, you know, when you mess up one time, people are just going at your head for it all the time. Bringing it back up. But the Lord does not do that. He's actually compassionate he's very understanding like his son literally went through this and you know what his son did jesus ran back to him so it's like he already knew what was going to happen he just wants to see if you're going to run back to him right it's not like he's some of the um things that we run into like temptedness and the urge to sin he doesn't want us to go through that you know but it happens right so he just really wants us to run back to him but I've been recently reading Isaiah and I really find that God is so personal here. Um I'm gonna go to Isaiah 1 16 through 17, so let me flip. So a little background information. Jerusalem, y'all, Jerusalem. I mean, I just feel like them, Jerusalem, Judah, and Israel has always been that rebellious child, right? Um, kind of like us though when we were in our younger years like we heard what our parents said but turned away quickly like oh you know I'm still gonna try it out I'm still gonna touch this I'm still gonna grab this you know they were always rebellious and God every time you can read as many books of the Bible as you want and you'll always find that every time God tried to find a way out for these cities you know he tried to purify them in every way gave them many opportunities but like I said, let's go to Isaiah 1, 16 through 17. Here we go. Wash yourselves. Cleanse yourselves. Remove your evil deeds from my sight. Stop doing evil. Learn to do what's good. Pursue justice. Correct the oppressor. 
defend the rights of the fatherless, plead the widow's case. So 16 through 17, the Lord was just basically giving them basically the foundation to correct and purify. You know, when the Lord passes over judgment or when the Lord comes to you, he's not here to um, basically shame you for everything. The Lord is here to help you redo everything that you did that was wrong and purify it and make it better so once you go on about your day or once you go about your life you learn to when you go into that altercation that many things you can do better or when you're tempted he's laying out things many things you can do better you know what i mean so that's just god laying down the rules and let's go 18 to about 18 through yeah 18 through 20 Come, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are crimson red, they will be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is the Lord speaking to Jerusalem. And although the Lord was completely done with the town, he still seeked them and came face to face, allowing them to be cleansed. Now, when I tell y'all that the Lord wants us, the Lord is going to keep knocking at our doors until we open up and run back to him. That's all he wants. He wants to help us live a good life, you know, a fruitful life. And by doing this, he'll knock when those storms come. He'll keep knocking, waiting for you to run back. And it's your choice if you're going to run back or not. And the best case is stop stringing along doing the bad things run back to god because he's our only safe place he is the creator of our creation he has the power to choose if we're waking up that next morning if we're going to make it to a place safely he has that power to protect us and as long as we string along and completely forget about him and keep ourselves in the world during that storms or during the storm run back to the worldly things that shield is gone. You know, all bad things are happening and it starts crumbling and getting worse. We go to the wrong places for answers. The right place is God. We go to the wrong places for answers. Like when you're doing a storm, why are you running to your friend trying to tell her what you're going through? So I definitely do want to say that it is okay to run to friends, but run to God first, you know? And then seek your friends and then express to your friends what's going on. Although they cannot change the many things that we go through, they can be an ear. But still, run to God first because he is the creator. He does understand what you're going through. And he will change things. Why are you running to social media to type out how mad you are or how you're going through this and you can't get away from it? Or why not go to God? the person who created your life and ask for that help and pray for that help and watch how fast you get out of that storm or watch how the storm eases up you know he's the right place these many things that we're chasing after of is the wrong place so this kind of reminds me like a parent and um child right he's like come let's settle this you know Come on. Like, I want y'all to be purified as long as you're willing. Now, the Lord, he gives us free will. He makes it known that we have free will. Right? Like, he's saying, hey, we can settle this. Uh, let me go down to 19. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will, you will be devoured by the sword. Right? The Lord shows free will to us all the time. 
it's your choice. Like, he made sure that, like, okay, I always see on, like, different social medias and websites, not websites, social media in general and platforms, right? And basically how he's giving you that freedom, right? Many people feel like, um, well, they think that when you get into Christianity, you're locked to one thing. No, 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 no. The Lord gives you free will. Now, if you use your free will for the right thing and do what you need to do, your life will be fruitful. You know, you'll be doing good. And it's like, it might not be the biggest blessings, but everything counts, you know? And so the Lord is showing free will, but he's also saying, oh yeah, there'll be a consequence though. You know, <laughs> hey. If you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. So the Lord is giving them a choice. The Lord always shows freedom. The Lord always gives us an opportunity to choose good or bad. And it's on us if we choose the bad thing. So this 16 through 17, um, also uh, I'm actually going to say 16 through 19. No, 16 through 20 is basically the Lord is... um. The Lord willingly told them to just come back home, you know, do what's right. He still seeked his people, even though he was agitated. Now, I will read where he was agitated, and this is um, 13 through 15, right? He was talking to the people of Wamora and basically was like, Stop bringing useless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons and Sabbaths and the calling of solemn assemblies. I cannot stand iniquity with the festival. I hate your new moons and prescribed festivals. They have become a burden to me. I am tired of putting up with them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I will refuse to look at you. Even if you offer countless prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are covered with blood. Now, this is God agitated. Like, God is like, I'm not listening to y'all. I don't want to. I, I, I'm going to become... No, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to listen. Y'all can pray all y'all want. I'm not going to hear it. But yet, after this little small storm or after God just really like getting tired of everything, he comes back. He runs back and says, come, let's settle this. Though your sins are scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are crimson red, they will be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, the Lord is giving them opportunity after opportunity. I don't know in any book of the Bible that um, talks about Israel, Jerusalem, or Judah, the Lord always acts to purify them and always tells them that, hey, you do this and this and you can come back to me. Like, this is what I'm laying out for y'all to do. So the Lord is so personal and he's so close to us that he keeps knocking. He keeps knocking. He's not going to stop knocking because he wants to seek you. Our Lord wants a relationship no matter what we do, no matter what we've been through, no matter what people have done to you that have made you think about him a certain way. He's still going to knock, you know, he still knocks. And it's even the people who um don't believe in him. And but he's like he was so close, you know what I mean? And it was so close for them coming back to him you know he's still gonna knock so i'm also want to go to jeremiah 18 7 through 11 so let me flip now um jeremiah 18 7 through 11 it simply says at one moment i might announce concerning a nation or a kingdom that i will uproot tear down and destroy it however if that nation about which i have made the announcement 
turns from its evil, I will relent concerning the disaster I have planned to do it. To it. At another time, I might announce concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build and plant it. However, if it does what is evil in my sight, by not listening to me, I will relent concerning the good I have said I would do to it. So now, say to the men of Judah and to the residents of Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says. Look, I am about to bring harm to you and make plans against you. Turn now, each from your evil way, and correct your ways and your deeds. Even though I said 11, we're going to go to 12. But they will say, it's hopeless. We will continue to follow our plans, and each of us will continue to act according to the stubbornness of his evil heart. So here, let me tell y'all. The Lord literally laid out a path, laid out their steps for them, and critically told them, listen, y'all do this, y'all do that. I'm going to take away that time for judgment, right? I'm going to take away that disaster. You know, I'm going to relent doing that. You know what I mean? I'm going to put that on hold. You know, all I need y'all to do is not do the evil in my sight. Don't do the evil that I think that's evil. Don't follow goodness, you know? He also says that turn from your evil way and correct your way in your deeds. He tells them, he literally lays out a bridge that they that they can simply walk over and he's gonna stop the disaster but stubbornness and pride like um our well us in general now like we tend to say oh no let me just go out let me just go out on the limb this time you know lord i know i know you said that you won't you uh won't bring it if i do this but like they want to do it so you know i want to i want to do it too you know i'm sorry god but i gotta no that's how we are now like it's like the lord lays it down for us he's compassionate you know he's sensitive with us and he says listen just do this for me and i won't bring i will stop the disaster that i was sending your way because you was you weren't listening to me and doing evil i will stop that i will stop the disaster coming your way just turn repent and come back to me you know what we'll say oh you know lord like i really want to but they want to do this like they want to do it so bad and you know i can't let my friends down and i mean it's so fun y'all this is eternal peace that we're risking this is an eternal home that we're risking out here your friends sometimes those friends that you have right now and they're chanting on the bad things are not going to be here for you later because God is going to take them away. I hope y'all know that. Like when you get with God and you develop a relationship with God, God is going to take away anything that's ruining you. God is going to take that away and you can't hold on to them forever. You know what I mean? Like the fun things are going to be fun for that moment. Yeah. But think about the place that you have to go when this earth is gone. You know, think about that. <laughs> like, yeah, y'all, we gotta, we gotta run to him. We have to do what he says. And basically, um, just for Jeremiah eighteen seven to eleven, the gist is one of the many several times the Lord spoke through Jeremiah for them to simply repent, and He will do more than ever for them. It's the simplicity and the small things God is asking for. 
like you can put that stuff on hold or not even hold you can just stop that because you know the outcome of it your friends may not get caught but you will like that should tell you something you know what i mean so turn to god he's so personal he's so willing to accept you in whatever state you are in and when you mess up don't run away from him run toward him you know he's like comfort in the middle of a rocky boat he's your comfort in the middle of chaos he's your comfort everywhere you go and to willingly know who woke you up this morning and to willingly know that you would deny your flesh every day that's the peace within itself so y'all i do pray and hope that when y'all run into any storm that y'all look back and say okay you know what i'm running to you god i'm not gonna do that you know think about god first lay down everything before you actually do it or before you actually say something lay down would god really accept this would god like me talking like this would god permit me to do this action would he say that this is justifiably right would he say that this is moral and when you look at it through kind of his lens as you read through your bible you learn his characteristics and what he likes and what he doesn't like and jesus as well you will see that through that lens of him it's not right so y'all i pray that y'all deny your flesh every day get into the word as many times as you can um and just pray i mean if you can at least pray meaningfully like from the heart you're i feel like you're gonna be good with this uh journey because the lord simply just wants you to talk to him he wants to make sure that you're here he wants to make sure i mean he knows that you're here but like here with him you know and a lot of people think that prayer is hard a lot of people think that prayer is strict but it's not it's literally you just talking to him like he's your friend he is your friend and he's your father but i'm saying like like a friend right in front of you he's all around you but a true friend that you're you've been talking to since you were in kindergarten friends with since you've been in kindergarten like that type of love that type of connection that type of friendship that's what he longs for he's our father y'all so i pray and hope that y'all do get into your words today and i pray and hope that you do understand that god is personal he had a son that went through the very temptations that we went through and the very hardships that we went through and in the end it was even excruciating for him than it is for us so i pray that y'all do understand where i'm coming from and i'm saying again god is personal god is personal god is personal he wants to know you and when you get into his presence and you feel how subtle and how heartwarming and how comfortable you can be with god that love that you'll feel in that moment you will say oh why didn't i do this a long time ago <laughs> but y'all i thank y'all for joining me but i want to say again god is personal he loves you he doesn't forget you and he won't bring up your hardships to you he understands what you're going through if nobody else in this world does the creator does he literally wrote out your story and y'all 
give it up to god that's the best thing you can do right now but i thank y'all for joining a girl in prayer with your host kamara and i hope you all have a great day night afternoon evening whatever it is for you and i pray and hope that y'all keep god in your lives Sitting in the past chat.